Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Max and Juan cast. As you can see, doing it solo tonight due to my buddy Max. Uh, everything's okay with him. We still doing the Max and Juan cast. He just had a busy weekend. If you guys watched our live show on Wednesday, uh, his sister wound up having a wedding. She got married. Congratulations to her, by the way. Um, he didn't get a chance to watch any games. All right. He was, he was busy from the day from, from Saturday and he was hanging out with family all weekend. So I'm running it solo dolo. All right. With my delay camera, I apologize for that, but I'm still going to talk football because my Raiders lost the Titans somehow are still the same without Derrick Henry. Seems like they got better. Uh, somehow the Arizona Cardinals are still dominant with a bunch of players missing just a wacky weekend. Again, I, I was kind of hoping that the Raiders kind of dodged it with last week, but it's like a big old carryover this week. The, the bills lost like the Jags winded up freaking getting the win. Urban Myers beat out Josh Allen. Uh, it was, it was crazy, man, but, um, welcome to the show. If, if anyone's new, make sure to subscribe, hit that like button, comment down below what you guys think. Um, make sure to follow us on all social platforms, especially Twitter and Instagram. That is at max underscore Juan cast right there on the screen. If you guys forget, uh, links in the description. For everything Max and Juan cast, down to our Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, social medias, everything you need, it's in the description. But I want to get down to the nitty-gritty, bro. Let's talk basically the shocker of the week. I mentioned it earlier. The Tennessee Titans wind up going into Los Angeles. And beating the crap out of the Rams, honestly. I mean, this is the first time I've seen Matthew Stafford really be rattled. He got sacked five times for a loss of 41 yards. QBR was 17.6. He was 31 for 48, 294 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, It was was 21 to three, guys, at half. This was terrible from the Rams. Um, Sean McVay is not really in this situation all that much. They couldn't get the run game going. It seemed like anything that the Rams try to do from their offensive line of standpoint, it was not working. Like Danico Autry had a game. My boy, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Like, the whole defensive line for the Tennessee Titans just straight up bullied them. Um, Kevin Byard actually coming out of the depths of safety hell, and he's actually good now. He had a pick six in this game. He looks amazing. But, you know, I heard a lot of things about Derrick Henry. Me and Max were talking about it a lot, too, on how he was having this amazing season. He looked like to be on his way to 2,000 yards, 
and one of the last great running backs that we have seen. And people were even putting him into the MVP conversation and ends up getting hurt. He's out for the season. And besides that, like besides Derrick Henry, the Titans really haven't been much. The Derrick Henry has been single-handedly putting them on his back. And everyone thought playing the, the hot LA Rams, they're done. Like they're gonna at least lose this game. This is like the Rams, the Rams are just better. And the Titans came out with a retired, a <laughs> uh, 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 recently retired Adrian Peterson, a hobbled Julio Jones, hobbled AJ Brown, a defense with a bunch of no names in the secondary besides Kevin Byard. And they got the win, bro. And it brings me back to how valuable is Derrick Henry? And maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just one of those wins. Like maybe it's just a one-time thing. It was a wacky, wacky weekend and crazy stuff happened. And the Titans just, you know, played better than the Rams tonight. But I just think this is probably like a blessing in disguise for the Titans. And it's making a guy in Todd Downing and just the offense in general be a lot better than what they were with Derrick Henry. Like, they're forced to figure it out. And I know, like, a big part of tonight wasn't – it's not like their offense was amazing. Like, Ryan Tannehill had – he went 19 for 27, 143 yards, one touchdown. He had an interception and got sacked three times. The run game was nowhere to be found. They had 69 yards rushing as a team. AP went 10 for 21. But, you know, it's it's not always pretty with this team. It never has been. The Titans just always find ways to win. And it's a reason why I love Mike Vrabel and just how the league always underutilizes these special teams coaches. You know, everyone's going for the hot commodities with, like, the Sean McVeighs, the Kyle Shanahan's, and, you know, these offensive guys. There's actual value in a guy in Mike Vrabel. I've been preaching this for weeks now. And maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased because my team, the Raiders, have a guy in Rich Passacci. He's a special teams guy. Um, recently, not this week, but, you know, recently he's been having success with just letting his coaches coach. And I think that's that's that can be very beneficial for a franchise. And it shows really great success for a head coach like Mike Vrabel. But it's a great win, man. Uh I wouldn't go out the I I wouldn't go so far and say that they don't need Derrick Henry, but Titan fans just have some faith. I think a lot of people have been on Todd Downing, their offensive coordinator, and criticizing him. This is going to open up a lot of stuff. This is going to make them do very uncomfortable things. You know, that's that's how you have growth. Just, I mean, in life in general. I mean, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow and be better. And that's kind of what the Tennessee Titans were forced to do tonight without Derrick Henry. And... 
hopefully it continues. Now on the Rams side, I'm not too worried. Uh, this is their second loss. They actually look like a regular team. Okay. But they'll be fine. Von Miller didn't play tonight. He was hurt. Uh, I still think their defense is pretty good. Their offense, yeah, they struggled tonight, but you know, it's a 17 game season. You're gonna have nights like this, or games, should I say. And it was just not a good night for the Rams. But the one thing, if anything, if you have to panic as a Rams fan, it's really the fact that the Cardinals today, which is going to be our transition from there, the Cardinals beat the hell out of the, the 49ers. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about adversity and trying to play without some of your best players. The Cardinals had every checkbox. They had no Kyler Murray, no A.J. Green, no DeAndre Hopkins. It can't get any worse. I mean, one of their best running backs, Chase Edmonds, which could be <laughs> a, a debate point at this point because of Connor the day that he had. But Edmonds winds up going down. That's arguably their top four out of their top six players on their team were out. Didn't play. And like I said, they beat the crap out of the Niners, which I am so glad of. <laughs> I mean, the Niners are imploding. Uh, I think they beat a bad Bears team last week, and it's obvious. They go down to 3-5. and five. Final score, 31-17. to 17. This game wasn't wasn't close. The Niners made a push at the end, but it wasn't much. It, it I thought it was a blowout. The Cardinals wind up going 8-1. and one. They improved to that record. Let's go over some of the stats. Colt McCoy, my guy. Shout out to the Hook'em Horns. Shout out to Texas. 22 for 26, 249 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Got sacked twice. And he, I would say he didn't really game manage this game in the first half. I saw him throwing the ball downfield. Honestly, it it didn't look it didn't look like a a game like Jordan Love, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But I saw Colt McCoy taking some shots down the field. And I think the Cardinals just straight up punched the Niners in the mouth to start off this game. You know, the Niners look like the obvious team that they're at home. They get a guy in George Kittle back, one of their best players. And the Cardinals said, you know what? We're going to come out and bully you. We're going to get some turnover, like a turnover early in the game. Uh, in a blink of an eye, it was 14-0 in the first quarter. And Jimmy G just continues to prove why the Niners should move on and just already play Trey Lance. Trey Lance, my dude, you need to get healthy. And you need to play for this franchise because this I don't even want to call him Jimmy G no more. I just feel like he doesn't even deserve to be called Jimmy. Just call him Jim Garoppolo because that's how he plays. He plays like a Jim more than a Jimmy. 326 yards. A lot of that was garbage time. Two touchdowns, one interception. QBR of 66.7. He got sacked five times. 
from the eye test guys, he did not play good. And this is what happens when the Niners are one down in a game or number two forced to win with Jimmy and his arm alone. The run game was non-existent today. Elijah Mitchell, eight carries for 36 yards. This is a guy who had 120 yards last week. It's a pretty good Chicago Bears team, but that wasn't the case today. They got down early, like I said, 14-0. What happens when you go down? The run game stops. You can't run the ball. You're forced to pass the ball, and they could not do it. As a team, they had 39 yards rushing. That's, I mean, that's pitiful. Their their longest one was 14 yards. That can't happen. George Kittle came back from injury. Six receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. I know he had a bad fumble in the beginning. Um, it's it's bad. I, the the San Francisco 49ers have a problem on their hands. They came into this year being Super Bowl. Super Bowl contenders, really. I mean, this is a... I hate the Niners with all my heart. Trust me, I do. But I picked them to win the division this year. That's the talent I thought they had on this team. And they're having guys like Josh Norman play cornerback. And they have a couple guys that they drafted this year. And they're not even playing them. They're playing a guy in Josh Norman who had a a crucial penalty during the game for unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever whatever it was. Like, why are you, what are you doing? And it comes back to, there has to be some type of hot seat on for Kyle Shanahan. Like, how many times are we going to bring up excuses for this guy? Everyone just assumes he's this offensive guru and the only reason why they lose is because of injuries or it's because of Jimmy or this or that, like COVID. Like, when are we going to stop giving him excuses and hold him accountable for the results that he's getting? And the facts are is that he's only had one good year. And don't get me wrong, it was a very good year. Obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl. But... Besides that, they've been under 500. They've been they've been a subpar team. And it's it's not even like losing is one thing, but it's always the way you lose. And the whole situation with him dealing with the quarterbacks with Jimmy and Trey Lance was a bad a bad decision from the get-go. You know, when they first made that trade, the initial trade, before they even drafted Trey Lance, when they got those, um, when they got rid of those three first-round draft picks, automatically I said, okay, Jimmy's gone. Jimmy needs to be traded. He makes too much money. Why would you have Jimmy G as your backup? He gets hurt almost every year, which he got hurt again this year. And they wind up keeping them. Now, that just, to me, that divides the locker room automatically. Because you have a guy in Trey Lance that comes into camp, 
winds up killing it. And from the eye test, when you're watching a guy in Trey Lance and Jimmy G, there's probably a big difference. Like as far as just wild throws, like Trey Lance has an, a great arm. That's one of the reasons why he went so high in the draft. When you're watching him compared to Jimmy G, who's Mr. Checkdown, and like with him, it's more of his fast motion, you know, quick release. Trey Lance just automatically looks good. Like you don't think the players look at that? You don't think Debo Samuel or George Kittle, you know, these guys don't notice that? And once once you start having these results and your quarterback is the glaring reason why you're losing these games for the majority of the time, it has to it has to fall all back on on the coach. On why would you do this? Like you should have got rid of Jimmy G, man. And it's coming back to bite them in the ass. They're three and five. They're out of their division. It's it's hard to talk playoffs with them at this point. Anyways, that's my 49er rant. I had to go on it. As far as the Cardinals, man, I mean, they're sitting in the driver's seat. I bet everyone this week coming in, the Rams included, this was a golden opportunity for the Rams to get a win, to improve to to eight and two, or whatever it is, seven and two, and the Cardinals to obviously get a loss with Murray and be seven and seven and two, and they'll be, you know, for the tie. That didn't happen. The Cardinals took care of business. They're they're good, man. They're really good. Um. I think today they showed their depth and you know, a lot of people need to stop hating on cliff Kingsbury. I think cliff Kingsbury has done an amazing job this year. Uh, Very underrated coaching staff. You can look, you can hate on it all you want. You can say that they run a college system and you hate the fact that their run game, they run it out of shotgun every time it's coming to fruit. Uh, he he he's reaching the fruits of his labor this year and you got to give him kudos shout out to the cardinals man great win great great win oh man it's it's tough doing the show by yourself man it's my first time doing this kind of i'm kind of i'm i'm not used to having um all this talking space without max max is usually coming at me on telling me why i'm wrong or i'm overreacting so, I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll come at me and he's going to watch this episode and be like, he's going to tell me on Wednesday, like, no, you're wrong. You're tripping. You smoking. But, hey, you got to start somewhere. Uh, speaking of starting somewhere. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, another this this was just a weird game. Uh, the Packers wind up losing. They go to seven and two, and final score was seven to thirteen. Kansas City. Kansas City improves to five and four. There was only one touchdown in this game. No, two combined. One touchdown from Kansas City. One touchdown from the Packers. Now, if I were to tell you before this game even started, Patrick Mahomes will have. 166 yards and Jordan Love will have 190 yards. 
I would have said, okay, the Packers are winning this game. Like, I, I, the Chiefs are are definitely losing. That wasn't the case. It was it was basically this. This, this is what I summed it up to be: the Kansas City Chiefs have problems. They're still there. It's week nine, folks. How many? It's it's kind of like the kind of in a way with the Niners. Like, how many times are we just gonna? excuse losing like or bad performances how many excuses are we gonna have and it's it's not even excuses really with the cheese now that i think about it it's more of just waiting like waiting on them to wake up like the sleeping bear it's just like oh they're they'll, they'll wake up this week they'll they'll go back to being the kansas city chiefs and that's not the case, man. They had one good drive to start off, and that was it. They made enough plays to win the game. Their defense was blitzing the hell out of Jordan Love. Jordan Love got his welcome to the NFL. He had a QBR of 27.4. He threw a touchdown, threw an interception. To be honest, that interception wasn't his fault. He threw up a jump ball. I mean, that's an all-pro receiver. You. You got to make that you or nobody. But I, I I thought Green Bay could have ran the ball a lot a lot better. I was expecting that. They ran for 100, 122 yards. I still felt like this was a situation when there was a lot more meat on the bone for them. But it was it was tough. It was tough because, like I said, they were blitzing the hell out of Jordan Love. And he just, he cannot find a, find a consistent matchup that he'd like. You would, you would think like Devontae Adams with one-on-one coverage, you might as well go to him every time. But it was just inaccurate balls. Like he was running all over the place. I mean, hey, it was his first game. I'm, I'm still a big Jordan Love fan. I don't, I'm not phased at all by this game. I'm really not. I'm not going to put so much stock into it and say, ah, he's he sucks. Like, he's not Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks I have seen in my lifetime. Jordan Love is not, not that. You know what he is? He's a second-year player who's only had one preseason to play, and it's his first start. What do you expect? Against a pretty good defensive coordinator, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Forgive me for 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 not remembering his name. It'll come to mind in a little bit. But Kansas City still has problems, man. And they play the Raiders next week. And I'm hoping I'm hoping my take is is correct in saying that they're a dead man walking because they can't continue to win games like this. It's, I don't know what's up with Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're missing something. And I I thought they ran the ball pretty decent. Like, Daryl Williams, I thought, was running the ball pretty good. It's just, it's the obvious, like, zone coverage where we're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to eliminate the big plays with Tyreek Hill. We're going to make you dump it off. 
We're going to make you get these little five-yard gains, two-yard gains, go down the field with a 15-play drive or, you know, 16-play drive, whatever it is, these long drives. And I don't know if it's just a schematic thing or Patrick Mahomes just being impatient. Who knows? I just know there's there's something still off with the Chiefs. And they got extremely fortunate that they're playing Jordan Love. Because I truly believe Aaron Rodgers plays in this game. I think Green Bay wins. Obviously, Kansas City plays it a much different way. They're not going to blitz Aaron Rodgers that much. But they win this game. And Green Bay, I came, I came out of this game like loving Green Bay even more and hating the Chiefs even more. Like, discourage me about the Chiefs, encourage me about the Packers because their defense, maybe that was part of it of the chief struggling, but man, one guy that I can't wait to talk to max about, because this is a guy that we had a lot of high hopes for coming out of the draft. Rashawn Gary. He looks like the guy that they took high out of Michigan. You know, he was one of these, one of these defensive linemen who was like a tweener. Like you didn't know what he was. He was a little bit too big for end but a little bit too small to play nose tackle. And it seems like he's just figuring it out. He looked great today. Uh, I would love to have PFF grades in front of me. Pretty sure we're going to get them on Monday. But he had a lot of pressures. I thought he was getting into the backfield a lot. Uh, Looking at the stats right now, he only had two tackles, a sack, and and a tackle for loss. I thought he played a lot better than that. But I, I love what I've seen from the Packers defense. Uh, this is a defense who's missing Jahir Alexander. And they're stepping up. Like the linebacker Barnes, he was all over the place today. Uh, very encouraging for the Packers. They, they got the division locked up. They need to get healthy, get the stupid COVID situation with Aaron Rodgers good and, you know, situated. That's that's a whole different topic. I'm not going to get into it. It's, it's a big headache to me, honestly, because, you know, he didn't want to get vaccinated and he got something else and the league's not su- suspending him and they're not fining. It's a whole bunch of bullshit, honestly, in my opinion. But encouraging for the Packers. Stay healthy. We're going to see them in December. As for the Chiefs, they play the Raiders next week. And it's that time of the podcast where I'm going to go on my 20-minute Raider rant. Nah, I'm just kidding. But let's talk about the Raider game, man. Uh, Raiders lose today. Final score of 16-23 to to the New York football Giants. Oh, man. I wouldn't say it was the most frustrating game I watched. I still think it was that Chicago game. In my opinion, when they lost to the Bears, that was the most frustrating Raider game I've watched all year. But um, me and Max were talking about how this was the season-defining game for the Raiders with all the rug situation and how are they going to respond. And truth, truth be told, man, I don't think that was the case at all as far as the a morale standpoint, I thought they came out ready to play. 
I thought they looked prepared. They they didn't look tired or jet lag. Like they came off of a bye week. They didn't look flat. That wasn't the case, man. Now on the field aspect, you know, the actual schematics of losing Henry Ruggs, I think it got exposed today. Obviously, you're gonna miss a guy who runs a 4-3 who stretches the field. There was a lot of plays today that I seen that were drawn up for Brian Edwards that deep down I seen it and I said, that's a play that's drawn up for Henry Ruggs. And it's a major difference. I mean, Brian Edwards had goose eggs today. Zero catches. This is a guy who's our top receiver. It just goes to show you that Ruggs, Ruggs is going to be missed on the field. But as far as the confidence-wise and you know, the whole mental side, I didn't feel like the Raiders got affected by that. The Raiders lost this game flat out because of two reasons. One, red zone. They could not score in the red zone for the life of them. Ladies and gentlemen, they had six red zone trips. Six. When a team has six red zone trips, And they have a top offense like the Las Vegas Raiders, who indeed have it. They have a top five passing offense. And you come away with 16 points? That's unacceptable. You can't do that. They only scored one touchdown out of the six trips. That's it. All the rest, field goals. I'm sorry, you're not going to win a football game like that. And then to top it all off, the second reason, to top it all off, cherry on top. You turn over the ball. And not only do you turn over the ball, you give up points. Like some of the most durable and reliable guys for the Raiders today. You know, Derek Carr, been playing amazing this year. Colton Miller, a guy who hasn't gave up a sack all year, decides the first sack he's going to give up this year is the game sealer. He gets beat. Strip sack, car fumbles, game over. Hunter Renfro, a guy who has, I mean, you can honestly nickname him Mr. Reliable. I thought on the interception that car threw, the pick six, I thought it was honestly more of Hunter Renfro's fault than Derek Carr's. I think Derek Carr obviously has a has a part to play in it, but it was on a third down. I truthfully thought Renfro got greedy, tried to get the first down. He didn't go towards the ball. He was kind of waiting for it so he could be beyond the sticks. And Xavier McKinney just straight up, I mean, he ball hawked it. He, Asante Samuel pick sixed it. You know what I mean? It was, it was gone from there. And you're not going to win football games like that with turnovers. It's not going to happen. Um, am I worried? <laughs> oh man, I mean, we were in this situation last year. Uh, we're kind of in a better situation. We were six and three last year, going in Sunday night football at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> it's the same exact situation. Literally, it freaking scares me. That it's deja vu like this. Um, I thought 
because everything else, like, if you would say, like, these are the same old Raiders and this was a mental thing and they came out flat, like, the Carr had, he went 30 for 46, 296 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He got sacked once, which was a huge sack. Um, the run game got going. We ran the ball for 117 yards. Waller had a great game. Like, we were pushing the ball downfield. I mean, hell, like I said, we had six red zone trips. So we're moving the ball. Defense, realistically, they gave up, what, about 16 points? Really? Like, that was it? I mean, I'm not going to – it's not the defense fault that card threw a pick six. So we'll see where the Raiders go from here. I I regret I, – I refuse – excuse me. I refuse to say that the Raiders lost this game because of a 10 a.m. time zone or, or coaching or the Henry Ruggs thing fucked up the, the locker room. I don't think so. I think – they just straight up didn't execute enough plays today to win. Now, on the Giants' side, I mean, they played – their defense is good. I mean, they showed it on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. But I thought they were flying around today. They get their hands on balls. They're they're one of the best tackling teams I've seen, at least against the Raiders. I mean, there was a play where in the red zone – Josh Jacobs gets a little dump off and Logan Ryan out of all people winds up solo tackling Josh Jacobs. This is a guy who has been in the top category of broken tackles statistically ever since he's been in the league and he's getting tackled by a guy in Logan Ryan. I just felt like all day they were just tackling the hell out of the Raiders. Raiders couldn't break no tackles in this game, but shout out to the Giants. They played better today. They were the better team. They're three and six now. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they couldn't close out games before this. They closed out this one. All right. So shout out to them. We'll see you next week with the Raiders. They got the big bad Chiefs at home on Sunday Night Football. Pretty sure me and Max are going to get into it for our Wednesday pickums. But, yeah, man, the Raiders wound up losing. I was kind of on the downs. I kind of hate, at least a little bit, I like the fact that the Raiders play at 10 a.m. because I don't have to wait long for the game. You know, you get that buildup for, like, a night game or a Monday night or a 1 o'clock game, you know, because I'm over here in L.A., so the game start at 10 a.m. But it sucks when they play at 10 a.m. and they lose. Because it just makes you not want to watch football in a certain way. And you just, it's it's bad, okay? I, I just don't like it sometimes. But it is what it is. Uh, next week, got to bounce back. We'll go from there. Uh, where are we at? We're at about 35 minutes, man. We're rolling here. We are rolling, all right? If you guys are enjoying this, man, if you guys made it this far, go hit that like button. Smash that thing, man. Smash that like button. Subscribe if you're new. Follow us on social media. Shout out to everyone that's been supporting us lately, man. Uh, I see that you guys have been liking the, the MJC clips. I'm going to keep making those. 
All right. Because I know you guys, some people just don't have time for an hour long podcast. So you guys like to hear the little hot topics and little short snippets of the of the podcast. Where do I want to go next? Oh, man. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Man. Uh, I was saying on Saturday when I was doing a couple of my parlays, I think I'm kind of getting a little, you know, gambling addiction. You know, not with much money. I like doing the little small parlays. But I've been getting kind of addicted to the gambling. I've been doing parlays every week for the last, like, four weeks. I was staying away from the Cowboy game. I just thought, like, it was a weird game. Dak is coming back from injury. I know they should blow him out. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos beat him. Now, I'm not going to say that I predicted or seeing the Broncos beat him 30-16. to 16. And this game wasn't even that close. The The 16 points came in the fourth quarter. And it was garbage points. Like, it was not that close. The Broncos were blanking the Cowboys for most of this game. Couple of the stats just to go over. Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater. 19 for 28. 249 yards. One touchdown. Honestly, though, he was slinging the ball downfield, man. He was pushing it downfield. And that's what I've been so critical of Teddy Bridgewater. He just he doesn't throw the ball downfield. You know, he's checked down Charlie all the time. And shout out to Javante Williams, who had a day. 17 carries for 111 yards. Hey, Denver, start Javante Williams. Give him more carries. There shouldn't be any reason why Melvin Gordon gets more carries than Javante Williams. Javante Williams is good, man. And Melvin Gordon, you had 21 carries for 80 yards. Huh, okay, you had a good game. It was a blowout. But Javante, man, this guy breaks tackles. I think he has great speed. He's he's a great running back, man. And this, this is what teams love to to get in these late rounds is those third round picks, the Javante Williams, the Alfred Morris's like you just, it's so much value for a team to get a guy like that. And I think the Broncos really found it. Unfortunately, the Broncos found it, <laughs> but they came out and they won, man. They're five and four. They started off three, and know, they had a little, uh, what was it? Four-game losing streak. They're here, dude. They're five and four. They're they're tied in the AFC West. The AFC West is a four-way tie right now. Every team has five wins. So the Broncos ain't going nowhere. I I, I don't think they're that good, but you can always a, a team like this, man, where they have a good defense and they can run the ball. They can just win games like this. And on the Cowboys side, I mean, man, I think if you want to talk about on the mental side and looking like they came out, a team coming out flat, that's the Cowboys, dude. And they couldn't get anything going. Zeke was a shell of himself. Dak Prescott looked rusty. He was inaccurate with the ball. He went 19 for 39. 
and I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. I don't think this game defines him, but man, is that ugly. And like I said, it's the same thing with the Rams where you have a 17-game 17, 17 season. There's just some games where you have where it's ugly. You know, things are just not clicking. And I honestly think that's what happened to the Cowboys. I don't think it's a it's a panic button saying, oh, they're not legit, blah, blah, blah. I, the Cowboys are still good. They, they still got a great offensive line. Dak Prescott's going to get it together. He came off an injury. Give him, you know, he played against a really good defense today. They got receiving weapons all over the field. They'll be fine. Okay. As much as I hate Cowboy fans, you guys are fine. Okay. Don't worry. Don't jump ship. I'm talking to you, Dak. All right. Because I know you're probably worried with this game, but I'm here to tell you, chill out. You guys are fine. I I want to I want to look at the at the um standings for the N- NFC East and just look at how big of a lead the Cowboys have. Like the Giants won today. Like do you really think the Giants are going to are going to come back in this in this race? For the division title? Like, no, I don't think so. Who else? The Eagles? The Eagles, man. I thought the Eagles had a chance today to beat the Chargers. They didn't. But the Cowboys are sitting good. They're 6-2. and two. Everyone else in the division has six losses. Eagles, 3-6. and six. Giants, 3-6. and six. Washington football team, 2-6. and six. You guys are fine. You're good. You guys can lock up this division, honestly. After Thanksgiving, possibly. That's how trash this this division is for them. It's really bad. But shout out to the Broncos, man. They they got the win. They're they're in it. They're in it. Because AFC West is I think it's looking like the best division in football. Everyone's talking about the, the NFC West. You got Niners imploding. You got the Seahawks. Without Russell Wilson, they're three and five. The Niners are three and five. Now the top two teams, Cardinals and Rams, they're good, but not like the AFC West, man. All teams have five wins, and it just goes back to how tough it is for the Raiders, man. <laughs> but speaking of AFC West teams, talk about the Chargers a little bit. Chargers today, I mentioned earlier with the Philadelphia Eagles, got the win. 27 to 24. Um I come out of I come out of this game as a Charger fan, a little bit discouraged, man. Me and Max were talking about it. The Chargers have a hard time stopping the run. And Philadelphia, I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team. I don't think they're gonna do anything special, but I do think they found their identity, and that's running the football. Like, if you're going to play a guy like Jalen Hurts at quarterback who can't throw the ball all that much, he's not the most accurate guy, you're going to have to run the football. And they're they they they're doing it. Like, Jalen Hurts looks a lot more comfortable, and the Eagles just look, the, look a lot more comfortable with the style of offense that they're running. And that was bad news for the, for the Chargers, man, because honestly, I think – 
this game came down to having the ball last, and the Chargers just so happened to have the ball last. They kicked the field goal. They won the game. If the Eagles got another chance and got the ball back, they would have scored. So kind of the same thing with the with the Packers game. I come out of this game very discouraged with the Chargers. You can't run um you can't run the ball that effectively right now. Austin Eckler had 17 carries for 59 yards. And you guys can't stop the run. And that's a big problem. Maybe they're trying to model the Chiefs because the the Kansas City Chiefs are the only team I know in the last forever, ever since I've been watching football, to have success in the NFL with not having a run game and not being able to stop the run. But at some point, I mean, even the Kansas City Chiefs, even, even though I'm saying that, during the playoffs, they still find ways to run the ball and stop it. Like, they did stop Derrick Henry as hot as he was last year. So if the Chargers want to go anywhere, I'm talking to all you Charger fans, if you want this team to go anywhere, you guys are going to have to stop the run because you guys ain't getting nowhere. That's the recipe for a good team. Stop the run, run the ball every time. It's the most obvious in the NFL, man. Let's move on to another game that I want to talk about. Let's see what we got here. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. This was a great game. Baltimore Ravens got a win today. They improved to 6-2. and two. They win 34-31 to 31 to the Minnesota Vikings, who dropped to 3-5. and five. Man, it, it, if you're a fantasy geek, you love this game. Because there was a bunch of touchdowns. There's a bunch of stuff going on, man. Like Justin Jefferson to start off this game, I'm pretty sure he had like a 50-yard touchdown. Gotta love that if you're a Justin Jefferson owner. But the Ravens winded up clawing all the way back. I think they were down by at least 14-plus points. I might be wrong, but I know for sure they were down in this game. And Lamar Jackson came out and did Lamar Jackson things. And it's so amazing on what Lamar Jackson is doing, dude. This is another time I wish Max was here because I know he'll love talking about Lamar Jackson. Anytime he gets a chance to talk up Lamar, he loves it. He went 27 for 41, 266 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He struggled in the beginning of the game, no doubt. But 21 carries for 120 yards as a rusher. It's just this element that teams are just not prepared for, man. Like, I I was watching this game, and it was a crucial fourth down. I believe it was in in overtime or fourth quarter, one of those. It was a crucial play. About fourth and two, they simply just run a play-action boot, and Lamar just runs it right up the middle. Like, that's an aspect. Like, no other team can do that. I don't see any other teams, like, besides maybe Josh Allen, who we'll get into probably next. Couldn't do that against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Lamar, dude, that's what makes him so unique. And I'm feeling confident about my Baltimore pick. 
for the Super Bowl. This was my dark horse. And I picked them as a dark horse, even though they had all those injuries. I knew that they lost their top two running backs, and I was still riding with them because I feel like Lamar is going to take that next step. You know, he's he's showing signs this year of him improving as a passer. And I think, like, getting this kid Rashad Bateman in the mix back from, from injury is even bigger. He had five receptions for 52 yards. I just feel like the kid made more plays out there than the stat sheet said. And Mark, Marquise Brown, I mean, an amazing season so far. This guy has been red hot, and this is a guy that everyone was critical of before the season. He's showing up. Like, he's a viable option for them now. And that's all, maybe that's all Lamar Jackson needed. And time will tell in the playoffs. You know, playoffs are a whole different animal, but I'm feeling really confident about the Baltimore Ravens. Really confident. They they got the best record in the AFC right now, I believe. And just watch out for Baltimore. Minnesota side. They're three and five. Man, I would hate to be a Minnesota Viking fan. They they gotta be one of the are they the best three and five team in the league? Honestly. They've lost so many close games. I'm going over some of their losses. They lose to the Cincinnati, three points. They lose to the Arizona Cardinals, one point. They beat Seattle. They lose to the Browns by a touchdown. They barely beat the Lions. They beat the Panthers. They lose to the Cowboys, less than a touchdown. And now they lose to the Ravens in overtime by three points. That's just heartbreaking, man. And at a certain point, it has to break you as a team, especially when you're not established like the Minnesota Vikings, where they have all this talk with their head coach being on the hot seat with Mike Zimmer. You know, I don't think he's going to make it. He's not like you can have you can have all the moral victories you want in the NFL. What comes down to to actually having a job in the NFL is wins and losses. It's it's why I get so pissed off when people think differently with Kyle Shanahan. Like, if you're not winning games, you're out. That's the bottom line. I don't care how many games were close. I give Zimmer until, oh, man. They play the Rams in week 15, it looks like. I see him getting blown out by the Rams that week, and he gets he gets canned that week. And they're probably at that point, I don't know, like four four and ten. You know, we'll see what happens. But Minnesota Vikings, man, there's there's no moral victories. Okay, your guys' offense is basic. Justin Jefferson does his best, but no moral victories, bro. Okay, uh, I said I was going to talk about the Jacksonville game, so let's do that. I got two more, this game and another game to talk, uh, really break down, and then I'll do a quick uh, recap of some of the other games that weren't weren't that important. Uh, Buffalo Bills, 
lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Buffalo, five and three. They only scored six points. Six points. There wasn't even a touchdown in this game, man. All field goals. Jacksonville scored nine. Final score six to nine. Jacksonville and Bruce is two and six. The Bills had the top offense coming into this game. Number one offense. Josh Allen went 31 for 47, 264 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Sheesh. It it was ugly. It was just ugly for the for the Bills today. How much how much stock do you put in this? I don't I don't put so much like I'm not so worried about the Bills. I was I was kind of talking to Max about this earlier in the week. I said, "Are you worried about the Buffalo Bills at all?" Like I know they got the top offense, but I feel like something's missing. Like even though they're the top offense. And like Stefan Diggs is not having that good of a year. And their number two option is kind of hit or miss. Like, yeah, Dawson Knox has been having a good season, but sometimes it's Emmanuel Sanders. Sometimes it's Cole Beasley, who's really their running back. But I think sometimes where you have so much confidence in a team like the Bills, you wind up falling straight on your face against a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who came off a came off a blowout. Like they got their ass kicked last week by the Seattle Seahawks. And a lot of people underestimate a, a NFL team coming off a week where they just got blown out. Like these are grown men. They they have pride. And truth be told, like a lot of the times just teams come out playing hard. Like they got embarrassed. So they didn't want to get embarrassed again. And it showed up today. They did what they what they can, man. Like their offense didn't score anything. They made just enough plays to win. But man, like Josh Allen, the real Josh Allen, the defensive end for the Jaguars, amazing day. He had eight tackles. He had a sack, two tackles for loss. They were great, man. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. But the Bills, on the other hand, the one reason why I'm scared for the Bills just a little bit is you got the New England Patriots waiting in the dark, man. You got Bill Belichick rubbing his hands right now. And I feel like they have the Bills right where they want them. I'm looking at the Bills schedule. I'm pretty sure that they play. When do they play the Patriots? Yeah, they haven't played the Patriots this year. They play them late. They play them, it looks like, on Monday Night Football or on Thursday. Because it's a primetime game. It says 5-15. That game is probably going to decide the division because the Patriots are still in it. They won today. And it's kind of like... It's kind of like the... The older sibling, like just behind you. And right when you think you have a lead, like your older sibling is just right behind you on your ass, like ready to dethrone you. And that's how I feel with the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Like the Patriots, they just find ways to win. 
it's not pretty. It's not the most flashiest. But you know what? They play great special teams. Their defense plays so sound. And their offense just makes just enough. Like, they try to give Mac Jones a short field, and they try to run the football with Damian Harris. That's what they do. And I know Carolina is bad. Like, this just proves, like, Carolina is a fucking shit show. Sam Darnold sucks. Honestly, he he played terrible today. I think he's... This is the last start Sam Darnold's going to see this year. I think after this, he's done. Like, he looked really bad today. He threw three bad interceptions. He went 16 for 33, 172 yards, three interceptions. Terrible. Mac Jones, like I said, he's he's a game manager. 12 for 18, nothing crazy. 139 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That was it. The run game, they ran for 151 yards. Like I said, they're going to run the football. They're going to play great defense, and they're going to go from there, man. Only, look at this. Only two wide receivers from the Patriots caught passes. Kendrick Bourne had three. Myers had one. Everyone else is either a running back or a tight end. This goes to show you all the dink and dunk. It's it's insane, man. But the Patriots are five and four, ladies and gentlemen. One game behind the Bills. Just one. And I think the Patriots got the Bills right where they want them. It's it's gonna be very interesting, man. Look. I think Bill Belichick just loves to be the underdog. He loves to be the underdog. He loves to be the team under the radar that no one's talking about. They just they just put away like two great wins against the Chargers and, and, and the Panthers where their defense looked great. Like I think they had two defensive touchdowns today. You you gotta give it up for the Patriots, man. I'm I'm very intrigued to see what happens in the AFC East. It's not over by any accounts. Everyone thought everyone thought the Bills were gonna run away with it. Even me in a in a sense. Like I had the Bills as the top team in the AFC. AFC is kind of wide open, man. Honestly. Like, who's the best team? The Ravens? Like, it's not really set. Like, the NFC, you know who the top teams are. In the AFC, on the other hand, it's not like that. I think a lot of teams are just in the mix. Like, you got the Sleeping Chiefs. You got the Patriots. You got the Chargers. You got the Raiders. Titans. Ravens. All types of team. Bills. It's all over the place, man. Including the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you can't count out the Browns. The Browns came out today. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals, who obviously don't know. They don't know how to handle success. They're a young team. They'll be fine in the future. But this is what happens to the teams like Cincinnati, who are young. They're inexperienced. It's baby steps. You don't go from being the laughing stock of the lead to best in the AFC. You know, they had their win with the Baltimore Ravens, but they lost they lost to the Jets and they got beat by the Browns. Who me and Max both picked the Browns. And I thought Baker Mayfield responded perfectly. 
he's not the best quarterback. He's not nowhere near that. But he does his job. They run the ball. They play defense. I think I think the Browns are fine, man. They've just they've had some bad luck. Like they lost their running backs for a good like two week span. Baker's been hurt. Like I don't think that like OBJ's tripping. Like I think it's more of a him problem than a Cleveland Brown and Baker Mayfield problem. Like is Baker uh kind of a subpar quarterback? Yeah, he is. But I think he's a quarterback good enough to win a Super Bowl with. Honestly do. And I and I think Cleveland has the recipe and the pieces around them to at least get close to there. And they just need to stay healthy. Like they had a lot of weeks with a left tackle out, left guard out, like just weird stuff happened. They're 5 and 4. They're fortunate enough to be here. They've had a tough schedule. Like they've been playing the Green Bays, the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore. Like they've been playing a tough schedule, man. And the Browns are still here. They're going to be in the mix. And this win really solidified it. They got a couple guys back. Like Nick Chubb came back in a big way. 137 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He he had a 70-yarder. Like, it was great. Denzel Ward had a pick six. It was a great win for the Browns, man. Don't sleep on the Browns just because they lost all these other games and, you know, the OBJ situation. Do not sleep on them. I'm telling you right now, man. Uh, let's do a couple more recaps, and then I'll let you guys go, man. Uh, appreciate you guys rocking with me, bro. Uh, Houston did not get a win. Miami winds up getting the win. Uh, final score of 9-17. to 17. This was the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Uh, I had faith in Tyrod Taylor. He threw three bad interceptions. Uh, Brissett started this game. Tua not looking good for him. He's either hurt. Something's going on with the kid every week. Congratulations, Miami. Man, you're two and seven. Uh, not much, not much to say there. Uh, let's move on to the the Falcons, man, who beat the Saints. Saints are just they don't have a quarterback right now. Trevor Simeon started this game for them. He went two forty nine for two touchdowns. Didn't turn over the ball, but he didn't make enough plays. And when you have a guy in Matt Ryan who's experienced, wind up getting outplayed by him. The Falcons are four and four. I just feel like they're one of these teams where they can either get blown out every other week or they can win. Like, they're just weird. I still don't trust them. I really don't. It was a division opponent. The NFC South is weird in that way. Like, like last week with the, with the Saints, they beat the hell out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, it just is what it is in the regular season. I'm, it doesn't shock me that Atlanta won. Are they for real? No. They they just have way too many inconsistencies with them. Like, they can't run the ball. 34 yards to show for. Mike Davis, my guy, having in so many fantasy leagues, you are killing me. You're absolutely killing me. Cordell Patterson, one of the biggest sports in the NFL. He said it don't matter. Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, fullback. It don't matter. Put me anywhere. I'm going to play. I love that about him. He's just... He's kind of under the radar just keeping his career alive. Really the most one of the most intriguing careers that you've seen 
with uh, Cordell Patterson, a guy who rookie year was sought off to be one of one of the bright future great receivers in the league and just winded up not going that way for the Vikings. Been on a bunch of teams, but looks like he found a little home with the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are five and three. They're still in the mix for the division. I'm not worried about the Saints. They just got to get healthy. Play Taysom Hill. Honestly, I, I think Taysom Hill is better than Trevor Simeon. But, hey, a lot of people think Trevor uh, Taysom Hill is a running back, so <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Chicago and Pittsburgh play on Monday night, but that is it, folks. I finished within an hour. I hope I wasn't too long. Uh, I know I was rambling. Uh, this is my first time doing the, the solo thing, the solo dolo. I appreciate everyone who stopped by and watched this. And if you made it this far, subscribe, hit that like button, comment down below your takes for week nine. Um, me and Max will be back. The Max and Juan cast will be back, uh, for this show. I was the Juan cast, but not for long, man. I miss my partner in crime. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday with a special guest you guys will have to wait and see we'll do our pickums we'll have a special guest for you guys uh that's it my name is juan i'm out peace